Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and I have Christy here with me. Hello, mentors. Wonderful to be with you as always, and Mark, it's also wonderful to be with you as a fellow mentor in this space, thinking about how we come together for this podcast as mentors and um, with our mentoring community here at New Pathways, and what a wonderful opportunity it is for us to have around the distinctions and the topics that will come into workshops so that we are a little more developed, a little bit more conscious, a little bit more aware together as the adults in the room holding space for the sake of our young people. So mentors, thank you for joining Mark and I in this space of learning and growth and development together. Yes, I would echo all of that. Thank you. Today we are going to dive a little bit deeper into one of the distinctions that you are likely familiar with called the power of choice. And when we bring you this distinction, we remind you and us that this distinction refers to the understanding that we are the authors of possibilities and creations in our lives, and we have the power to choose who we are and who we will be. And when we focus on this distinction, a lot of times we talk about our own ability to demonstrate free will and thinking about the intentional and conscious choices we make to take steps forward in our lives. And we sometimes forget the other side, which is the power of free won't, which can oftentimes be just as equally an important step to take. So as we bring this topic to you all today, um, one of the things that that we've been thinking about is the backdrop of free choice, uh, of free will, the freedom of choice, the power of choice, and acknowledging. So throughout this podcast, as you listen, we want you to also have the backdrop that you're holding, that we're holding in this conversation, that acknowledges that while we while we believe in the power of choice and that each of us holds it, that we are also shaped by the families and the cultures that we've grown up in, the social identities that we hold from race and gender and sexual orientation, and that there are real external limitations that our youth and mentors, each of us live um, because of our family traditions, cultures, beliefs, Um, because of the greater societal beliefs and mechanisms um, and because of very fundamental oppression that exists in our world. And what we're up to here at New Pathways is acknowledging who we are at our core and our essence and how do we bring more of that forward and how do we have the power of choice to live our own truths in the midst of all of that. And one of the ways to start developing that in our young people is through the understanding or the appreciation and the dialogue about what does free will and free won't mean. And so one of the simple ways we oftentimes say it as adults is free will is what I'm saying yes to, consciously saying yes to, and free won't is what I consciously need to say no to so that I can be in my own goodness, my purpose, my light, and the core values that I hold dear to who I am and know myself to be in the world. 
So let's talk about the power of choice and agency and what that means for, for our young people, but also for us. Yeah, and, and I think believe that we've really been talking about agency here already and thinking about it's the capacity of us as individuals to act independently in making our own free conscious choices. And so it's this feeling, this sense that we have control over our own actions. And so it's that ability then to act at our own will. And Christy, you just helped us to recognize that this sense of agency, our sense of what we have control over, is really influenced by our beliefs, our values, the experiences that we've had in life, and the environment that we're surrounded by, and so much more, which you touched on. And so when we think about agency, it includes choosing and demonstrating both that conscious free will as well as that conscious free won't. So do our young people see that they do have agency, that they do have the ability to have conscious choice over what they say yes to as well as what they can say no to? Yeah, I think it's it's this experience, Mark, of recognizing that our young people can feel really defeated by the poverty and the adversity and the systems that they're having to maneuver through in life. And the power of choice as a distinction here at New Pathways is starting to help recognize the, the sense of who they are in the world and the ability to act and the willingness to act from there uh, independent of old belief patterns and systems that may be limiting where they can go from here in their life. And as we all know, the possibilities are endless and that we're all working to help open the pathway for them to choose those. So in this concept of free will, it's the ability to act from our own discretion about what we value and what our goals are in life, what we want to be up to. So knowing what I'm up to, having an aim, having a vision, and then having the ability to act in accordance with that vision, that, that goal, that aim for myself. And it's, it's acting intentionally to try on something new, to get comfortable being uncomfortable, and taking a risk to speak up, uh, and lots more different kinds of actions. But what's so relevant here for us to bring is it's a conscious choice to do something. To be in a conscious choice requires us to have self-awareness, self-observation, and we're gonna talk in a little bit about the role that the witness plays in the power of choice. Knowing what we say yes to requires the self-awareness and observation to know our motivations, to know the essence of who we are, despite external objective perspectives of that. It's our internal knowing of who we are and acting from there. It's being in our essence and saying yes more to act from there. So I know that part of my essence is love. And it's the conscious choice that when I get rubbed in the world, I can choose to act from love, or I can choose to act from resentment and bitterness and hate. So it's starting to acknowledge, how do I say yes to the next step, the next action from a place of love? I don't do it perfectly, I don't think anyone does, but do we know what that essence is that we're saying yes to and can more consciously practice it? 
that's part of free will. And then as you brought us, there's the other side of the coin, free won't. Yeah, which, you know, I think for myself, I sometimes forget about this. And it can be so easy to think about where I want to demonstrate free will. But oftentimes we have to maybe say no to something else before we can say yes to something. And so free won't is about the power to not carry out a specific action or the power and choice to not fall into a pattern that we have or a certain behavior or a certain way of being that will stop ourselves from showing up in a specific way. And so that ability to not choose is just as important as the thoughts or actions that we do choose to act on. And again, I think oftentimes it's that ability to then step into free will. So I think for your example, right, the pattern of maybe falling into resentment and whatever comes with that isolation and so forth, can I see myself stepping into that pattern and choose to not allow myself to go in there through my own awareness and practices? And then once I do that, does that then invite me to step into free will to allow myself to bring forward more love and more compassion in the world? When I think about our young people in this, there's so many patterned ways of being that they've needed to develop to be safe in the world, safe in their families, um, safe from bullies at school, um, from the traumas that they've experienced. And so there's a, a pattern that can be guarded, defensive, um, shut down, or to the opposite, out, so outwardly going, um, that has an element of aggression in it, of I need to be out ahead of something that might hurt me uh, and taking charge in that way. These are the patterns that you talked about, the defense patterns is what we're really looking at, that we can start to recognize when they're rising up in us and say, no, I'm not going to take the actions consistent with that pattern or that mechanical way of being, or that automatic way of being. I get hurt in the world, and so I self-harm, or I smoke, or I drink a glass of wine to escape, but I need it. And I'm saying yes to meeting what's real for me, and I'm saying no to the pattern of falling into a destructive way of being. So this really requires, as we've already said, the consciousness, the self-awareness, and an understanding of what we're saying no to. It's not just the say no to drugs that many of us maybe grew up in the, you know, in the, oh God, I'm gonna date it, but in the 80s and 90s in those campaigns. It's not just saying no to these external forces. It's also saying what we won't do to what counteracts our, our essence, our purity, our goodness, our light in the world. So I have a choice when I'm sitting in traffic and I get rubbed the wrong way by traffic. I can say yes to being loving toward that other driver and assuming the best, or I can get pissed off and honk my horn and try to cut them off. So it's what am I saying yes to and what am I saying no to? And in that case, can I say no to my automatic, defended, guarded way of being? And I think you're bringing forward to that sometimes I can step in a space and intentionally say no, Someone's like intentionally say yes. And sometimes it takes holding both yeah. in the same space, in the same experience. And saying those are both parts of me. There's a part of me that feels really mm -hmm. defended right now, and there's a part of me that feels a desire to be open. 
And that's what's so beautiful and what you're bringing here for us, Mark, is then that's where the witness comes in. Can I observe, be self-aware, be conscious, both of those parts are present, and then consciously choose. This is what it means to have agency. This is what it means to have the power of choice, that I get to consciously choose what comes from here and how I show up in the world. It's my whole self. And, you know, accessing our witness is, like you said, so powerful and gives us then the space to choose. And yet it's something that many of us in this world don't, don't do. And it's a practice. It takes time and, and practice to start to do that. And, uh, you know, we just created a whole other podcast, um, the one before this one, that talked about how do we access our witness. And so there's some great practices in there that we can start to develop and take on. And again, it's recognizing that for our young people, especially our young people, like they're not, they're not good at this yet. They've, they've never had the opportunity or the encouragement or even the space to be able to do this. And so how can we bring this into practice and awareness more often, not just when we're here at the center and workshops, but also when we're on outings and interactions? And um, how can we be curious with our youth and ask them to just get a sense of what's present for them? Because in that presence, then we can see what's here. And then again, we can make those conscious choices of what to say yes or what to say no to. And I think we should just face it, Mark. We're not good at this as adults. (laughs) We we really aren't. We um, like to think that we are uh, and that we're exerting free will um, and, and the power of choice. But if we really stop and reflect throughout the day, how many times do we just automatically respond to an email, respond to a coworker in the hallway or the copy room, uh, or our partners with half presence, if if we're lucky, half presence. And what you're what you're pointing to is it takes this this quality of presence and a commitment to be present in our lives, awake, attuned, to be able then in, then to have the skill of discernment to choose. And that's what we're talking about here: is how can we develop our presence as a quality in ourselves, a stillness in ourselves so that we can start to discern what I will say yes to and what I won't, will say no to. And that comes, as you said, with practice. And one of the best ways to do that is practice it with our young people. And it's through our modeling of it, our inquiry about it with them, like true inquiry, that we can start to bring forward a sense of presence and the skill set of discerning how listing out what are our possibilities here and discerning what is most aligned with who I know myself to be in the world, my declaration, and what's the unconscious story running the racket in the mechanical way that I'm going to say no to and not continue to do. And this idea of, of starting to identify what's the unconscious story way of being and saying no to it. And what's the declaration way of being and saying more yes to actions in my life consistent with that? And we have to be grounded in our own presence to do so. And that's what the witness affords us to do, is the opportunity to observe and then choose. And so let's spend a few moments talking about how we can start to notice in our life where we might have more of an opportunity to try on free won't 
And so I think it's really easy if we first start with maybe considering where in my life do I just feel stuck? I feel like I'm in a habitual way of being, which maybe I'm not going anywhere. Um, Christiane, I've heard you use this saying before of where we might feel yuck and sensing, you know, I just don't feel good. Like my behavior, how I'm showing up is just so out of alignment of who I truly am, my authentic self, and with what's really important to me, what I value. So can we start there? And some mentors, maybe something came forward for you really easily about how you're showing up with a coworker or how you're approaching your self-care. So where do you feel stuck or where do you feel yuck? And then as we start to explore that, can you start to consider and notice what are the patterns that you're taking on or what are some of the habits that you're repeating which could be from our thoughts to the things that we're telling ourselves which you brought forward unconscious story or inner critic to the emotions that we notice do we generally feel anger in this situation or in this space or when we're with this person is there fear Is there a sense of, I need to protect something? Um, And what's happening in our bodies? What do we notice? Are we getting sweaty palms? Is our heartbeat racing? Do I feel this high energy where maybe I want to run or escape? But just noticing, which again is a beautiful way to practice and take on our witness. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can reflect and think back to what may those patterns be. And then sometimes it actually requires to be in that space, to be in the experience where we're feeling stuck or yuck and go, what's happening for me in this moment? What am I noticing? Mark, I'm thinking about um, one of the patternistic ways that I can fall into that I have to be very conscious to and is continual practice is uh, I can have a very mechanical way of being hurried up in life. And, um, some of the indicators for this for me to be conscious of is my pace. I can kind of start to lean forward in my body, my, my walk gets heavier, and it becomes really paced. And the other, one of the ways that this shows up for me being hurried is I start cutting people off. And uh, you and I were in a beautiful conversation yesterday, and you were in the middle of a thought, and I had a thought in my head, and I felt so excited about it, I did not wait for you to finish. I felt hurried, like I have to get this thought out before I lose it, and I just cut you off. And the moment I cut you off, I felt it in my body. I felt the yuck of like, oh crap, like here's someone I love and respect, and I value his view in the world, and I want to hear it. It broadens my own view, and I'm cutting it off. Like, what the heck? Um, But I knew it in the moment, and because I felt it, I felt the yuck. um, But I wasn't really clear about what was happening for me, like, all the ways that I'd gotten hurried, not just in that moment with you, but kind of through the day. And uh, it was an opportunity for me to just kind of pause after a conversation and literally five minutes of my day to say, what's up here? Um, What do I want to be hurried and move through life hurried and lose the presence of conversations with amazing, inspiring people like Mark? What do I need to do to slow down? And, took a few breaths, all the things we practiced in our prior podcast about what can the witness observe. So took some breaths, um, got still, got quiet, tuned out the rest of the world for a few moments, um, and could really see like I needed some bigger rest. So 
so committed myself to a healthy meal last evening and good night's sleep and some morning practices of, of meditation and yoga and just really grounding myself back into my body that's fully present or at least as present as it can be in a moment and those moments serve us to notice for ourselves and that's what I mean when I say can we hold inquiry with our youth is can we observe what's happening for them when they feel hurried, when they feel rushed, when they're feeling anxiety is what that is. And just invite them to stop and take a breath with us. Um, invite them to be curious about what's happening in your body right now. Because uh, I can feel my heart beating and, and those components. Can we bring that consciousness to them of presence and then start to discern when they're connected back into their bodies and their essence of themselves What's the best action they can take from here? So when you're talking about free won't, it's saying no to all that when it happens. And when I cut you off yesterday, it was like, I, I acknowledged it, I apologized for it. That's also a way to practice, it interrupts it. It has us be accountable for it in the moment and say this isn't who I want to be. I'm saying no to that in the world right now. I'm saying that no to choosing to continue on with that. I think that's a, a, a way of thinking about free won't. It's noticing when we're not in free will and choosing to say, no, I won't do that anymore. Yeah, and you know, you're also bringing to us that through the inquiry, through, t- through accessing our witness, we can learn about what are the things that I might need to do to allow my authentic self to come more forward. Mm-hmm. So I see when those patterns are going to start because I already know some of the conditions that I've created or not created stepping into it. So the inquiry can allow us to really be mindful about resourcing ourselves and other things so I can show up more authentically and hopefully not fall into those patterns. And the inquiry I can also notice when I am maybe stepping into a pattern and I can consciously choose to notice, to be aware, pause, and maybe and to say no to going into that pattern and choosing something else. So mentors, as we've alluded to today, this is a practice not just for our young people, but for us to be more practiced at so we can hold this space with our youth. So our call to action today, our first one is, we're gonna invite you to reflect and write down some of the ways that you know you're in your pattern. You're like the one I described of being hurried. I can tell it in my footsteps, I can tell it in my heartbeat, I can tell it that my temperature's a little bit hotter, I can tell that um, the way people are responding to me, I can just see them kind of a little bit guarded when I'm in a hurried way. So what are the, what are the ways we know we're in the pattern that we want to say and move toward free won't quit? So name them. What are those patterns? Because without the consciousness, without the awareness, we won't be able to observe them. So reflect on the patterns that you want to say no to in your life and in your way of being. And be compassionate when you don't say no. And bring more consciousness of when you can say no by knowing them, naming them, and starting to tame them. And we also invite you to continue practice accessing your witness and being curious with yourself. And through that awareness, then... You can have that conscious choice to engage in free won't when you do notice you're falling into some of those default patterns or behaviors that you just identified. And the witness is non-judging. So remember that. The witness is non-judging and compassionate. So when we observe ourselves in the pattern from the place of witness, 
It's the opportunity to have the power of choice, not the power of judgment, but the power to say, oh, there I go. Let me stop. Let me say no to that. And let me say yes to something else that's more true and authentic to who I am. And this is something that we can take on with our youth. And so we encourage you, in fact, we need you to practice this with your young people because they haven't developed this. And we're still developing this as adults as well, too. So can we be in that work together and help our youth to see that they do have the power of free won't and the power of free will? But we got to be curious. we got to know. we got to understand what's happening for us. So as we bring more self-awareness, so more uh, self-conscious, not self-consciousness, as we bring more awareness and consciousness to uh, our power of choice, our free will and our free won't, we invite you to have a conversation with your program coordinator about what you've noticed in these practices for yourself as you prepare for um, the next workshop around this topic and as you practice holding this kind of space with yourself for the sake of your youth and the ability to hold it with them. And ask your program coordinators how they're practicing, what they're learning, because we do this work together with you. Yeah, I, I love that ask too. I was just about to share the same thing and invite them to ask the program coordinator to tap into their witness and share what's been coming up for them as well too, because we're all in this work together. Well, as always, thank you for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.